What the deal, Playboy? What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. This time, it's the summer edition, man. Summer done started, and backbirds are chirping, neighbors is mowing lawn, and of course, your favorite talkers are back on the podcast tip. I go by the name of DJ Playboy, once again in full effect, and I never show up to the set without my dog. Was that was that was that a practice one? Cause that shit sound way different. I was like, yo, what? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Yo. Sometimes you gotta switch yo. it up for the people, man. You can't just give them the same <laughs> thing every week. You gotta let them hit it with something different, man. Uh, but as, no doubt. as always, I'm joined by my dog, the number one hype man. Flavor Flavor, the crew, the DJ of the set, my man. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Bonjour et salut à tous et à tous. Are you ready? What's good, y'all? Enchanté. Enchanté. Yeah, enchanté, man. Et où même? Chantelisée. Yeah, man. What it is. Shit, back at it, man. Summertime, it's hot. You know oh yeah! Saying? First day of summer just passed, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for the summer, man. I got my shorts and shit. Got my jean shorts. Mm-hmm. The people, the days are getting shorter now. So my jorts, soak it all yeah. in. So she said, jorts. Yeah. <laughs> soak it all in. Soak it all in, man. I've I've been guilty of letting summers pass by and not taking it all in. You know what I mean? I've I've I done had summers pass by and September come back around and I'm pale. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, nah, soak it all in, man. Get it, get it, get it while it's hot. Because once it's gone, especially where I live, <laughs> once it's gone, yeah. it's gone. Shit. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I, not that I may, I'm not good at enjoying the summer. Like, an entire summer goes by and I realize that, like, I survive without getting ankle socks, pretty much meaning I wore long pants, like, a, <laughs> a lot of days. And, uh, yeah, I, still, I got three quarter socks. That's my entire my entire drawer, and then I realized, oh shit, I didn't like do enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't buy. I haven't bought white kick, all white kicks in like ten years, literally. I don't so do the I, all I white, but my- I do I do a little more white than than usual. You know what I mean? I don't I don't subscribe to that. You need to have all white kicks in the summertime, but maybe this. I maybe, definitely maybe. subscribe to it because you're not doing like you're not doing it. Because, like, essentially, for me, it means that I'm just surviving some. I'm like, all right, what's the kicks look summery, sort of. <laughs> so then you end up wearing some some old, like, gray New Balance with, like, a sliver of white on the sole or something like that. And I'm, I want to do it right. Get all white uptones where you just, essentially, you're just risking it all, right? Because when you wear anything all white, you're just saying, yo, I'm doing this. Like, I'm, do- like, I'm doing this. I'm risking stains and laundry expenses to enjoy myself and look the part. Word up, bro. Yo, and it's funny you say that. I, I wore uh all white polo to my daughter's graduation this week, and it was like, I made it through damn near the whole day, and then <laughs> it's like 7 o'clock at night, I see some shit on my shirt. See, it, looked like a, it looked like a little, like, cloth or like a hair follicle that I just could have pulled off, and I touched it, and the shit, it was a black stain on my shirt, like it was in the shirt now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro, that's why I don't wear all white. That's why I don't do the white Gotta just just put it all out there for 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 special occasions, your daughter's graduation, and the goddamn summer. <laughs> but that's that's um that's what OxyClean is for, right? You gotta enjoy life and, and OxyClean that bitch. 
That's that's a good way of looking at it. It's exactly what OxyClean's for, so you can enjoy summer. Mm-hmm. Once Memorial Day passes, you have between then and Labor Day to get your OxyClean in. If I had to take a guess, I wouldn't have, have uh, put you as a dude who doesn't enjoy summer. You seem like a dude who, who just grabs life by the horns and and uh, makes the most of it. I wouldn't have put that on you, but that's 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 a good admission that you just made. This kind of a resolution, something you want to change. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I I do it in. Like, I'll go on vacations and stuff, but, like, there's other stuff. Like, in between vacations, sometimes I just, maybe I don't go outside or I don't take enough walks or I might just go out to exercise, you know what I'm saying, instead of just taking a walk or just going to some street fair or doing a barbecue or whatever it is. Like, I don't do enough of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I might go to a couple of barbecues for a summer. I might go on one long vacation. Then, you know, every other day I, I run outside. But oh, yeah, I want to like just go outside continue that? for no you're reason. Continue that when it gets a little hot outside. You gonna continue that going? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna continue even if it's like when it gets to those 90, 95, hundred. I'm trying to do it early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Stay hydrated. Yeah, pretty much. That's good, man. That's good, man. I'm proud of you, brother. Yo, can I make an admission? I think this, and we only six months deep into it, about to be seven months. I think this has been the best year of my life so far, bro. That's what's up. That's that's huge. And it's, it's do, do tell. <laughs> it's crazy. It's not even like I've acquired. I, I guess maybe that's the the faults that I've had in the past, or a mistake I made in the past that I thought that there were certain things I need to acquire that would have made my life better. But mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like a lot of my enjoyment, or a lot of the reason I'm saying this, my best year ever, comes from effort, and just uh, it stems from me trying things and and, and achieving certain. Things within myself that I haven't, you know what I mean? Certain goals I set out on certain things. But even even the goals that I haven't achieved yet, the fact that I'm working towards them, you know what I mean? It, it feels like, yo, bro, you're doing it. You're not just letting it pass by, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's dope. A few times this this year, actually, I've heard in different ways, different speakers at church, at in books and wherever, pretty much people talking about that, that whole phenomenon of people being disappointed, disappointing themselves because of how they frame accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So basically what I'm saying is like, oh, when I get this amount of money, I'm going to be set. Or when I get this belonging or when I achieve, when I get this degree or whatever it is, I'm going to be, I'm going to be set. But then like you get there and you feel, you feel the excitement for a little bit, but then it's like, what's the next thing? You know what I'm saying? Especially when you get older, uh, small accomplishments are they're not as obvious and they're not as close together, if that makes sense. So now you have to kind of reframe your life. Whereas before it's like, all right, the regents, uh, um, state testing is here. Oh, I did pretty good. The the next day you get another state test. Oh, then summer, then comes back to school. I get some new kicks. Like these small, uh, I guess, landmarks in, in your timeline are closer together. Now you have to kind of make it and not be like, not manufacture these things that other people have to say that, oh, when I get, this I'm gonna be set, make your own happiness. Mm-hmm. Now it um it it's huge, bro. I can't explain it. I can't. <laughs> I don't even know how to put it into words. Just seeing my daughter graduate, like I ne- and I I never really thought that would have made me as happy as it did. You know what I mean? Like no, nah, man. I mean, because it's not it's not uh, it's not um guaranteed when the college scandal was happening. I think um. Doc, like right after Dr. Dre put something like, oh, my daughter made it to, I think, USC, and I, I didn't have to do nothing crooked. And somebody I heard saying, 
like he shouldn't be so he shouldn't be so hyped because it was pretty much like she was guaranteed to graduate high school or make it to college. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he's so hyped. Something, something to that effect. And I'm like, yo, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal each of these each of these landmarks because it's not guaranteed you're gonna make it there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like statistically, yeah, you'll make it there, but it's not a 100 percent chance. Even if it's a 98 percent chance, you'll make it there that this kid will make it to pre-K graduation. That two percent, like that's that's what keeps you up at night. You know what I'm saying? I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the day of. Um, it hit me. It it wasn't twelve. It wasn't a year to the day of her graduation, but it was maybe like eleven months previously. Um, before that, I remember she had gone on vacation with her grandparents, and they had like a little summer program. Um, mm-hmm. thing where where they dropped her off during the day, and she got to interact with other kids. Little like mini school. Um interaction type of thing um so they got her a book bag for it and, and you know she was geeked about it and i remember mm. man she, she came into my my room one morning and woke me up and um it was weird my, my daughter usually she comes in my room she's you know she's trying to come sleep in the bed or, or something like that but she came to that room that morning with book bag on in her pajamas she was just like dad i'm ready to go to school <laughs> yep. I'm ready to go And I'm just like At that point I don't think I had anything Lined up for her I was You know what I mean I, It was in the back of my mind It was on the to-do list But I was hemming and hawing You know what I mean And it, it really It almost brought a tear To my eye that day Because it was like Damn bro you slacking You need to You need to step this shit In the gear And, and you know what I mean I'm glad I had conversations With you And other people That kind of led me In the right direction Of uh, where to go from there But I just remember that day And that feeling of Man, she's ready. I ain't ready. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and then to be here, uh, June 2019, and and to watch her, uh, little mini pre-K graduation, and, and she's hyped. She's geeked. She's waving, and she's singing the little songs that they singing. And you know what I mean? And uh, there, there was a little kid there that was just. I don't know what happened. He might have just succumbed to the pressure of of stage fright or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just there bawling, crying, and and. You know, two seats over. My daughter's, my daughter's killing it and dancing and <laughs> you know, what I mean, singing the songs word for word. Yeah, man. And I'm just like, man, this is, oh man, it was huge. Because one, she'll never graduate from pre-K again. Yeah. Right. So like, that's the one moment you have to appreciate moments like that. That's one. I I watch my niece. She's 15 now, but yeah, I got emotional when she graduated from pre-K, then kindergarten, then from fifth, uh, from fifth grade, and then she just graduated from middle school. Like all that shit, like it, it was a like for me, it's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? I get my outfit together and I go to the to the ceremonies, and you know, see them moving on to another step because it's not guaranteed. Like I've seen people not drop out at at um you know fifth grade okay, or whatever, yeah, but yeah. they didn't they didn't they didn't make it for whatever reason. Matter of fact, maybe like they got in trouble and yeah, they they were promoted from let's say eighth to ninth grade, but they weren't allowed to go to the graduation because of behavior or their parents didn't care that much or they didn't care that much. They just kind of went to ninth grade without the, without the ceremony Mm -hmm. and all that pomp and circumstance. It's, it's deserved because it is a big deal for people to be moving through these stages in life. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's, it's, it was huge. Just, you know, obviously accomplishing that. Um, I I went on a job interview yesterday. You know I mean? That's my third job interview. I think I went on this year. Um, and who, you know, who knows what come from it, wish me luck. But just compared to last year, I, I worked actually the same, I worked in the same place for seven years and I did the same position for about six and a half. And, mm-hmm. um, I've gone on more job interviews this year than I probably did in that seven years. You know what I mean? And it's just like, all right, bro, you're, you're trying. Did, did you go on job interviews in, in, in the seven years? 
I want to say no. <laughs> I can't really. I'm trying okay. to think. I'm really trying to think of at least one that I went on. I want to say no. I don't think I have. I think I was just. Mm. It was weird, bro. It was. It's just the mind state that I was in. I was kind of just. Um, I'd call it comfort or or content, but it was funny because I'd be complaining about my job the entire time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I still nah, wasn't. I know do- a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, but I still wasn't doing nothing. You know what I mean? I guess the money was um enough for what I needed at the time. Not to mention I was distracted by other bullshit going on in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? Like it, it just shows me that like, bro, at least and 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 like I said, nothing has yet to come from it. Um, I mean, I got an offer. Um, or definitely, and I got obviously job uh, interview experience with each one but um it's like you know what i mean i can't be like all right well i did it and this will happen and i got this new position nah but i feel good that i am trying and that i am getting out there you know what i mean so little little things man it's the little things but but then i wake up this morning and it's just one of them days that just test you bro yeah it's <laughs> one of them days that fucking test you man like like i have a, a a little dog and um just based on the hours that i work i can't get back to the crib to walk them you know they say her actually the 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 two uh the three times a day that you need to you know what i mean right so i'm walking her you know before i leave for work and then when i get back um so i got like a little room like you know like with those little pee pads that they got for like small dogs and stuff like that or mm-hmm. when you're training your puppy i got like a room and and you know what i mean she does what she got to do in there and then, you know what i mean i clean it up as soon as i get home that she's really well trained enough to do it like she's she actually prefers that more than like I take her outside. She don't really do nothing outside, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, man, I wake up this morning, bro. I'm talking about nothing in that room. Ain't a ain't a, a speck of nothing. I come in, man. She want to have diarrhea on my fucking white carpet, my rug. Bro. Wow, <laughs> it's a carpet like nah, it's a, nailed it's down like a, to the it's floor. It's a rug. It's a rug. Like I'm okay, just like, but it's like fairly new. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And I'm just white. Like, oh, man. All white, man. But then. I gotta risk it all for that all white. I know <laughs> you said it. <laughs> you said it. Oxyclean. But um it was funny because I would have let the, something like that ruin my day before. Or um and and before I even like knew how hard it was to clean, or to, you know what I mean? Before I even made an effort to clean it, I would have just get get upset by something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or um like I I got it was, it was long story short, it it wasn't that hard of a clean. Actually, it, it cleaned up much better than I thought it would. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I, I was because I'm 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 thinking because I I've I had a big dog my dog Brian and you know he's had diarrhea before indoors too and I'm like that shit wasn't easy I'm like what the hell did you do that made it easy but I think I caught it early like if it would have dried in and set in I think gotcha. it would have been like but it, yeah. I must have like caught it like but I was so pissed off because I'm like all right. Maybe it was me. Maybe I was being negligent, and I just I left the 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 space where she goes to the bathroom just a, a crazy. I go in there, that shit is pristine. <laughs> like I'd have went to the bathroom in there. Like I'd have, you know what I'm saying? Look like a hotel room when you first check in. You're just like, yeah, this shit is, this shit is wonderful. I'm like, man, did she do this shit on purpose? She mad at me? Like, is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just like fuck, man. I just you can't let the, the little shit like bring you down. Well, it's funny because um. I had a dog passed away uh, almost two years ago, and he he taught me a lot about patience and just dealing with problems. Right? Because if you go into a if you have a dog and you're doing it right, what you'll realize is that a lot of the the messed up stuff that they do, you got to blame it on your. You have to take accountability for it. You know what I'm saying? So if they're chewing on furniture, it's like, all right, did I not work this dog enough? You know what I'm saying? Like, um. You know when you got to tire the dog out a little bit so he don't do dumb shit during the day or whatever? Yeah. 
did I walk him enough? Uh, if the dog uses the bathroom indoors, did I not take him out to the bathroom enough? Like shit like that. So you kind of be like, all right, bet. Like you clean up whatever mess the dog made and say, I'm going to move on from this and make it better. So it taught me a lot about not going so nuts over a problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you can't. You really can't. Control what you can control, essentially. So that's essentially what a dog taught me. Yeah, with kids, I've I've learned the same thing. Like, I want to get mad at something, and then and then I remember, like, oh yeah, I'm the one who has to teach you this. (laughs) Like, I'm. I want to be like, why don't you know this already? Shit, I ain't teaching. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like you can't even stress the small things, man. That's what else happened. Like, uh, I got the I got Bluetooth headphones, right? You remember the original Bluetooth? Not original is the wrong word to say, but you remember like, um, I guess maybe. When Beats had first was like, yo, we got we got wireless joints, right? And I remember mm-hmm. seeing LeBron in a commercial with it. And I'm like, it's wireless, but there's a wire connecting the two earbuds. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? And but it, right. it didn't actually plug into the phone or the or the joint. That's the joints I got. I got I got like it's it's it's, it's like a, a set it's of a Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like the earbuds. You know what I'm saying? Or everything. Yeah, well, no wire. Sound like earbuds is some extra old shit. Mm-hmm. Earbuds may have been out for two years. I, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, you were yeah. gonna say, yeah, you remember them shits with the with the fur on it with the, the two fuzzy <laughs> headphone shits and they got the metal thing connecting the two of them. You remember the jawbone <laughs> looking <laughs> looking Bluetooth little microphone on it? <laughs> nah. Um, <laughs> I know she's like I got a pair of those too. In fact, I just bought them at the beginning of the at, of this year because I prefer them. Yeah, I got for them. working out. That is for yeah, working yeah, out. exactly. And I got them. They weren't even expensive. I got them. They were cool. And um, but it was is you ever get that like I don't know. You might not. You might not suffer from this, but like sometimes you get gym envy. You feel like mm-hmm. you be in the gym and somebody got the earbuds. You be like, oh, this nigga gym stunting on me now. <laughs> no, I, no I, I definitely know. That's the whole reason I got them shits. I used to have the shit with the wire wearing that goofy thing oh, around my arm. Oh, yeah. The phone yeah. holder. <laughs> and you, you be doing burpees and shit and your arm get caught in the wires and shit. You Yo, like you, start trap, feel, you start feeling like that. trapped alligator. Yo. You start feeling like the infomercials. You know how people just can't do nothing on like uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking infomercials. You're like, what's yeah. a clumsy motherfucker? You start f- dropping weights. <laughs> yeah. And the shit that's the other shit really be happening like that. You look like an infomercial. Hell um, yeah, I get gym envy. I'm like, yo, is this cord holding me back? Am I, am I not getting my gains because of this cord? So you know what I'm saying? I've been like And the answer's yes. You all losing gains. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, why am I not so but but I'm I'm practical now, you know what I'm saying? I'm not just gonna be like, oh, this person has it. Jimmy and James got, got airbuds. I'm gonna run out and get airbuds. I'm I like to ride shit to the wheels for a little straight cheese. Like I like to if I spent money on something, I'm gonna get my money's worth out of something before I move on to the next thing. And it's um all right. So I couldn't really justify going to get earbuds. I'm like, I'm gonna get them eventually. I knew I was gonna get them at some point. So I'm like, I'm get them at some point. I'm not, I ain't tripping. I'll get them when the ties right. Blah blah blah. And it's funny because my my headphones now it got like a little um, it got an earbud that, you know that goes in your ear and then it got like a little piece on it that keeps it in place. I can't even really explain it, but it's like a little extra rubber piece on the um on the earbud that like it goes on the inside of your ear. Like- like the little wing shit? Like yeah, Or yeah, the, the yeah. joint that goes around the back of your ear or the joint that goes in, like it kind of contours? Yeah, it contours to your ear kind of like on the inside gotcha. of your ear. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, but that joint, it's not like Both. A, attached. It, it could like come off if you wanted to or whatever. Gotcha. So I had um last night, I you know, it was, it was it been happening for like a couple weeks now. I kept like losing it. Like it, the joint kept falling off. And then I, I would find it though, and like like I'd be like, oh damn, I gotta get new shits now. And then I I turn around and I find the shit, be like, damn, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then um, I, like last night I finally lost it. I'm like, you know what, man? I, and I was looking for it crazy too. I was like, where my joint? Where my little wing joint at? And I was just like, you know what? Maybe it's time. 
<laughs> Maybe it's time. You sitting here stressing over some shit. Maybe it's just time, bro. Use this as a sign. Don't even stress. Yeah, just get that shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, so this ain't Beats. It's like some next shit, like one of them, them Hong Kong brands on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some like some Hashitashi uh, joint. <laughs> Yo, crazy. If, if if you want to take a recommendation from me, from me, man, Plantronics, but they call themselves uh, it's called like PB something because they try, probably try to um, shed off that that image of the old Bluetooth jawbone shit, the one sided. Telemarketer shit that that old dudes wear, <laughs> wear now, but Plantronics <laughs> drive through shit. <laughs> yeah, but they make sports headphones. I really like them shits. They um, are they, oh, so those are your earbuds? That's the ones you use? That's what I use now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tried Bose headphones, like the ear. I don't want to call it earbuds because it's not, but like the same shit. The wire connects it, but it's Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. I had some some Bose joints, and this is far overrated and overpriced. Like I'm, I'm, I regret the purchase, but the Plantronics is a lot cheaper, but they work for what they. I had I owned Plantronics back in the day, and when those broke, I bought Bose. But now the Bose is disappointing. So that's crazy that yeah. brand brand loyalty, man. You like, you like, damn, I want to get that name brand shit, but you know, you got some shit that worked. <laughs> that's that yeah. brand loyalty. Nah, but it, it, was, it was like that shit happened. The dog shit happened. Then I got this. This this could be like a. A personal dare perfect talk, man. <laughs> like I, I had this issue for a minute, and it's it's funny because I can't even. I, I record this joint in my house for all y'all who don't know, and I don't know if my neighbors can hear me or not, but I really don't give a fuck because it's about them. <laughs> like they cool. If my neighbors are listening, <laughs> can you please sweep the yard? <laughs> it's all some shit like that. Like they pretty cool people. I mean, they make they make a little bit of noise. They they uh, I guess I would call them ghetto because I'm bougie. But for the most part, they not. You know what I'm saying? I know what real ghetto is. You know what I'm saying? So I don't complain about their ghetto before somebody else move in. They'll be like, nigga, I'll show you ghetto. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. they just, they just like, they probably never lived in like small spaces like this before and shit like that. So um, whatever they do, they do their little shit that I don't, I, you know what I'm saying? Some people get mad because they be chilling on the porch sometimes, drinking and playing cards or some shit. I don't trip over that. I don't really give a fuck about that. But like, there's this shared space that we, uh, we share in the back. And they stay putting their recyclables back there, which would be cool if they eventually took them out. They don't. The shit just sit there. I'm talking that's about insane. months. Like, bro, like yeah. this shit that's been there going on to damn near maybe eight months now. <laughs> yeah. And what happened was the shit just kept piling up. First, it was like three bags and then five bags. So then it's just, oh, they started getting a seven and eight. I was like, hold up. No, no, no. And I didn't like spoke to the landlord about it. I don't know if he ever said nothing to them about it. I done talk to them like, yo, you know, I could get rid of those for y'all. I could just, I, I, I recycle anyway. <laughs> I could just drop them shits off, you know what I'm saying? I'll give y'all the bread or, you know what I mean? If y'all really don't want it, because it don't seem like y'all want it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could take it yeah. off your hands. They be like, nah, nah, we got the, we got we got to go to price chopping. <laughs> Do this, da-da-da. And then I'm just like, all right, cool, handle it. Man, that shit reached eight. I was like, nope. <laughs> nope, man, don't. We ain't reaching nine. I started yeah. just doing it myself. I was like, fuck it, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> good looks, good look. Like, yeah. bro, I didn't spoke to my therapist about it. Like, I just was like, yo, what do I do? Like, how do how do I handle this without being a dick? You know what I'm saying? And my therapist was like, man, take that shit. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> right. <laughs> sometimes she, sometimes she the devil on the shoulder, bro. Sometimes she the devil yeah. on the shoulder for real. I'm like, you right, <laughs> man, man. Take that shit. That shit is yours. That shit is yours, man. Let's, let's take that shit. But now that's fucked up, though. They they leave you they, the stuff around like that. 
in a common you know area, bro. Like they, I don't. It'd be cool if it was a yuck crib, and it, and it ain't like they ain't got the space for it. They got like a whole extra basement part that I don't even have in my apartment <laughs> that they could be keeping the shit in. So I'm just like, yo, this shit is like in the walkway. They know I use the walkway. I'm like, yo, I ain't. I don't. I, I stop giving fucks, bro. I'm like, yo, yeah. if they got something to say to me, I'd be like, here's your dollar fifty. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like kick rocks. Like I don't. But that. But th- so today, of course, I come downstairs. You know, what I mean, I didn't. I didn't got rid of about like three or four of them already so far. Uh, I come downstairs. They got two extra, two new ones just pop right up. Bam, bam. And that's how you know they don't even care about it because they didn't even say nothing about the four that's missing. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? They ain't even bring it up. So I'm just like, bro. Like I'm like, all right, you know, it's cool. I'm gonna give them about a week and a half. <laughs> I'm gonna give them. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be cool about it. But two weeks from now, that shit's still there. Swipe, swipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even like. I I just come to terms with it, bro. Like I don't. I bro. I'm talking about. I had like actual moral dilemmas with this shit. <laughs> like, should I take it? <laughs> should I? Yeah, just... but you know, it's crazy as with regards to as far as like talking to your psychologist and shit like that. Like sometimes small problems like that could really eat at you because it's bouncing around your head mm-hmm. and you start making fucked up stories. Are they disrespecting me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's it's crazy how that shit like that could eat you up. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? As far as like. Just you thinking about it, man. Like, man, should I, should I murder this entire family? <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, this shit, <laughs> crazy things just bouncing around your head. Yo, but should, I, should I just murder them and then nobody will find out? Should I just I kick in the door? <laughs> kick in the door. <laughs> but then really, then when you come back to reality, reality, and just step outside of your head for for a while, like you realize maybe I should, if it's bothering you, just be like, hey, you know, you know, it's a kind of it's in my walkway. So is, is there a space in your house you keep it and then just leave it at that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we might make stories in our heads like, yeah, they they might fuck me up if I mention it, or <laughs> this shit might turn I, to a fight. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then like if you really believe that it's not, just go ahead and say it. And what's funny is that if they were really ghetto, you might get shot for shit like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, this <laughs> I'm sure people have. You know, this is a fire hazard, and then shoot you in your belly. <laughs> he stabbed me. He stabbed. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. Nah, I was like, you know what? I just got to take action. Because if, if that's what, it, but like you said, it was it was actually bothering me. Yeah, and I felt like I, I felt like I went I went through all the white people channels you could go through, bro. <laughs> I went. I done snitched. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't spoke to the source. Yeah. I'm like, bro, it ain't no. Just you just gotta revert to niggerdom. Yeah. <laughs> just do what I know. You know what I'm saying? And fuck it. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Throw, throw the shit in my ally. <laughs> nah, that's a good idea, man. Just take that shit and invest it. That's yeah, a good bro. way to, to to flip a bad situation. Now, now you see your bag. You be like, oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, universe. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. this. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, it's just about like, I, and I don't know if that's from dealing with therapy or just from having a different outlook of life than I had it before in the past. But I just, I, I haven't let problems this year affect me as much. You know what I mean? And and sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta, whether it's your kid, whether it's your dog, whether it's your car, you could just feel like sometimes the world's against you and everything's piling up and this and that and that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, nah, just fucking. Life's 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 a blessing, you know. what I mean, it's a blessing to have every day, and it could be much worse, and it could be this that, you know. what I'm saying, so just don't let don't sweat the small things. Yeah, and I've been able to use that energy to focus on things I've I want to do for myself or things I want to get. So, like I said, it's been been the best year ever. I got a whole another half of the year, so I'm hoping to continue making this the best year of my life, and 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 
You know what I mean? Peace and love to everybody out there. Continue to try to make this the best year of your life. Get better every day. That's that's a theme of mine, a common theme I like to say. So, What an outlook. Yeah, yeah. Preach. <laughs> but, man, what's going on in the world, bro? What is going on in the fucking world, man? First of all, we got to we gotta follow up on this big poppy situation out in the Dominican Republic. Uh, Dominican Republic, they've been, they've been facing their own... The Dominican, uh, sorry, Dominican Republic been facing their own little backlash just with uh, tourism, right? There's been a couple of, I think we spoke about that last time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, people just dying. That's a terrible look for a place. In resorts of all places. Uh, yeah, like, the, all and, the and not just resort. any resort, the Hard Rock. <laughs> the Hard Rock, if anywhere you go anywhere, like, I don't really know about this place, Hard Rock. It's either Hard Rock or the Red Roof Inn, like one, <laughs> one of those. But, um, so I don't know if this is maybe something they, they're doing to combat the uh the tourism situation but they're saying that the david ortiz shooter was a, a case of mistaken identity now That's and, insane. and that um the shooter was actually looking for uh somebody named sixto david fernandez who was uh, allegedly also seated at david ortiz's table and he happened to be the intended target of uh alleged mastermind victor hugo gomez but when i heard the news i was skeptical I know a lot of people that heard the news were skeptical, and apparently uh, people in the Dominican Republic are very skeptical about that, <laughs> actually. Um, I heard somebody wonder if maybe that guy just said, oh, it's mistaken identity so that he doesn't, so like, because uh, Big Poppy is very loved in DR, so so people don't roast him, you know what I'm saying? So he doesn't get buried under the jail. He, he's like, well, yeah, it, it happened, but we wasn't trying to hurt Big Poppy. Yeah. Um... Quote from CNN states that Dominicans have harbored a healthy dose of skepticism about government uh, pronouncements since the days of violent dictatorship of Rafael uh, Trujillo. Uh, beginning in 1930, he ruled with an iron fist for about three decades. Doubts about the Ortiz investigation also stem from the fact authorities say the real target was Sixto David Fernandez, a friend of Ortiz. While police say the men were dressed similarly, they have very different physical appearances. Ortiz is 6'3", 250 pounds, according to the Red Sox. He's one of the most famous and recognizable athletes in the world. Fernandez is smaller, thinner, with a lighter complexion. <laughs> they don't look alike at all, says uh, Bivinito Rojas, a longtime sports reporter for Diario Libre. Some people uh, will tell you that even a breastfeeding infant can identify David Ortiz. Uh, <laughs> That's in a CNN article. <laughs> <laughs> According to authorities, a blurry photo uh, and the club lighting were enough to throw off the gunman. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I, I'll go with Keith's theory on that one. Um, I mean, and and this hasn't been confirmed. I mean, there's been people that said there were videos of, of two women fighting in the the hospital um, when the family showed up. But, but you know, the, the, the rumor on the street is that David Ortiz was messing with a young lady that may have been messing with somebody connected. And, and that's where this all kind of stemmed from. Ortiz married? He is married. Ooh. <laughs> Sheesh. But his uh you know, wifey's wifey's sticking with him. If he ain't she ain't messing that up. She ain't messing well, that up. Well, yeah, I mean she ain't messing that baseball money up. Yeah. I mean, if you're going this is oh, man, that's tough, man. I mean, you get you, you get some sympathy, like you but I don't know, his wife's probably still getting at him. Like, man, what what, what you do to get shot? <laughs> Your dirty ass in this hospital with your guts hanging out. You what? You dirty motherfucker. I should take your guts out my damn self. Like, like my gallbladder. <laughs> my gallbladder. Wow. Gina, why? I, ain't, I don't know that bitch. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's my cousin and them. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. What you doing out there? You said you were going to the grocery store. You in DR? It was six though. <laughs> yeah, Everybody man, that's, that's insane, man. That whole I hate to hear stuff like that happen. I mean, clearly the him getting shot like that or like attempted murder and attempt on his life is, is big. But then all these other pieces with government corruption. Mm-hmm. But the big one for me is he's married, dog. Like he's married. And if it is true, if it is true that he got mixed up in some he was messing with the wrong guy's girl. Like, that's so crazy. Yep. That's insane, man. It, it's weird how, it's weird how, like, rich people who have the, the money to encapsulate themselves, encapsulate themselves in a certain degree of, like, security don't, or, like, some of the situations they get caught in is just wild. You know what I'm saying? Maybe because they met the wrong person or they, had so much money, they just was in the wrong place, like, mm-hmm. like a place they just don't belong. Yeah, no, and it, it um, yeah, because you you kind of get wrapped in that bubble of no one's gonna hurt me because you've been there so yeah. many times. You've been there, you've been like, man, they they would have done something already by now. You know what I mean? I don't wore fifty gold chains like Slick Rick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And people show me love and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah, it, the, that reality strikes. All it takes is one person, really. One like the Nipsey situation. One person, everyone can love you, but one person, oh, you you only need one bullet, right? Only one yeah. person hate you, and that's what's all you need, man. And sometimes that love ain't really love. It feels like it, you know what I'm saying? And some of the, maybe within that there are people who love you, but hey, sometimes people just want to be seen with you. Sometimes people just want to be around you. You know what I mean? And yeah, man, that's you yo, mistake that for love. That's horrible. But yeah, man. Um. Moving on, thoughts and prayers with David Ortiz. He seems like he's making a recovery. I haven't heard anything directly from his his wife. Says he's recovering. He's doing all right though. So you know, I mean, hopefully he's uh, he gets back on his feet soon. We'll see him back on television. Um, and he'll be back to his old ways, man. Hmm. Um, so this article I came across. I, I thought about this because we had a discussion. Um, just talking about um schools. I think about a week or so ago, like with my daughter graduating for pre K. Because pre-K has is Her school is like a, a Only pre-K It's not like The same school goes on To kindergarten right So there's mm-hmm. like a real Finality to it There was like the graduation I was I was saying goodbye To like parents And uh, it's like Damn I might not see This parent anymore You know what I mean Because Yeah That's cool of, man So is, is it like The last day of school For parents too Like that feeling of It kind of like, felt like that bro Like I was I was exchanging numbers With yeah. um with, with parents And I'm like I'm like, oh well, I damn, she I, she's cute. I can't just text her though. <laughs> 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 I gotta keep this kind of professional, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but I was like, yeah, yeah. If you ever want the kids to chill, just let me know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, get the kids to chill. <laughs> yeah, play date. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the parents I was talking to, they, their kids actually live in that air, in that neighborhood, uh, which it, it's not too far from my neighborhood. But I'm kind of on the border of two different neighborhoods, so mm-hmm. they're like, they like, was like, oh, they're going to this school, they're going to that school. They're all kind of say, saying the same school, and then I say the name of my daughter's school, and it's, they're kind of like, oh, oh, okay, oh, I hear good things, you know what I mean? And um, there was even a lady from the, the the city school district that that spoke at the the little uh, pre K graduation, just really welcoming the students into the school district. Um, and she was this real educated woman. Like she, she was kind of cute too. Um, she said she was a teacher down in in Albany, and now she's out in Schenectady. Um, and that she's um works in the district though, and that she works with like from pre K to I think 
uh, sixth or seventh grade. And just saying, when I told her, you know, my kid's school, she said, oh, that's a great school. You're going to love it. They have a little bit of everything there. You're going to love it. It's, it's a great program. Um, and so it brought me back to, like, a conversation that we had. It's like, um, when I found out my kid was going to that school, I was like, I was kind of geeked because it was like, like I said, I live on the border of two neighborhoods, and I heard one school was better than the other. So, and I don't know anything about this at that level. From what people tell me, like, I think someone had told me this before at my daughter's um, birthday party we had months ago. They were like, at that level, it don't really matter what school you go to. And I kind of looked at them with an air, like, you know, me with the, the people's eyebrow. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. all right. <laughs> all right, bro. Like, all right, shit. Yeah, I think it do. But, but you know, I really had no facts or nothing to back it up. And I think I, I, I relate the same thing to you. You kind of you kind of agreed with it. Uh, where it was like it doesn't matter if your kid goes to one school or the other you know what i mean if it's matter if this is in like a predominantly black neighborhood or predominantly white you know what i mean urban versus yeah. suburban um we, and i think you know what i mean we, we we came to an agreement um that you know obviously the more resources the better um which brought me to like this article i seen earlier this morning um it was lena waith I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, she's worked mm-hmm. on uh, Master of None, uh, Dare White People. Um, she's the creator of The Shine. Is she? Oh, okay. And and there's something. Um, there's a new thriller coming out called Queen and Slim. Mm-hmm. I think it's a movie that she's working on. Um, she just called out Will Smith and Denzel Washington because she feels like they're not doing enough to support black-led films. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave props to. Jordan Peele um, and said that she was able to uh, do her latest project because of Jordan Peele's help. Um, Barry Jenkins also, who uh, I guess he worked on Moonlight, um, you know, that which won an Oscar and things like that. She said she felt like that's been uh, a very uh, paramount to her success. But um, she's like, I think it's a quote from her. I think black people in this industry are making art that is so specific and unique and good that the studio heads have no choice, but to throw money at us. They're saying, how can we support you and stand next to you? The tricky part is they want to be allies. They want to be inclusive, but they also want to make money. Um, but then she went on to say, don't get me started on black financiers. Fi- financiers. How many of those do we have? I'm not going to name names because I know better, but there are some very big black movie stars out there and they could pay for two or three or even five small independent movies to get made by black black directors and black writers um let me give you two movies that are very important to the black community moonlight and 12 uh, years a slave whose production company put those out um i guess that was brad pitt's uh plan b company right mm-hmm. um wasn't denzel it wasn't denzel and it wasn't will smith you won't catch me making twenty million a movie and not paying for at least four or five independent movies a year. I give credit to uh, Ava uh, Duvernay for trying to build something that hasn't been built before, but that's a lot on Ava's back. Um, so it just brought me to really like to to I guess turn the spotlight on Will Smith and and Denzel and uh, maybe Samuel L. Jackson. You could include him in this also. Is that really their responsibility as black actors? Like, you know what I mean? Like they never they, uh, and and doesn't. I can't speak for Denzel, but doesn't Will Smith produce projects? Yeah, I mean, I don't I honestly don't know how many black projects he he um did he make ATL or whatever. And then they, he worked on ATL and then on that Black Annie no movie idea. with Jay-Z and them. I thought he was involved with the Black Annie joint. I could be wrong. Yeah, the Black Annie one maybe, yeah. Um and the Black Annie. I think I think it was just called Annie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel like movie theaters wrote 
wrote black in like parentheses, black Annie. <laughs> yeah. Or there's some kind of wink or something there. Like it was um, like the wink emoji between Annie. Okay, niggas. Wink. Blanny. Uh, Blanny. <laughs> Annie with the black fist. Yeah, <laughs> black fist emoji. Nah, but I don't, I I'll, I guess I'll, I'll start off. I don't think Denzel really has any responsibility to do it because I don't know him to produce anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's an actor. He's a he's a trained actor. He he focuses his energy on acting. Um, I'm I sure mean, he invests in stuff though. Yeah, he. I thought he worked on fences and had some type of role in 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 that. But I guess what she's trying to say is he ain't throwing money at just the independents. Like he's doing mm-hmm. stuff that maybe he's involved in. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't feel like that's his role though. But but then there's also that 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 black guilt, right? There's that that guilt that I was feeling when we were talking about the schools and like, damn, you're gonna send your kid to a, a different neighborhood rather than you know where everybody else is going. And it's like hell yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's different because that's my kid. You know what I mean? That's not like it. But, but I think people look at Will Smith and Denzel kind of like, well, you guys aren't reaching back and helping the community, which they may feel differently. You know what I mean? They may feel like so they are. Are you is is so meaning that you because the school thing, well, clearly is is a little bit different. But essentially, what the commonality that I, I think you're finding in it is that you don't have a responsibility to if you if you if you've had a come up, you don't have a responsibility to pull somebody pull somebody ahead with you or try to get them out of like from try to get them ahead of where you came from. You know what I'm saying? Try to get them, give them a head start. You don't have that responsibility. Yeah, yeah. If, Just if because that could they're even black be seen, like you. Yeah, yeah. If that could, yeah, because maybe Will Smith helps out people where he's from. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But maybe he just doesn't feel like he necessarily has to help someone just because they're black. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, but I, and I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. You know what I mean? I think that's Will right, Smith's right. preference. Like everyone's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what's tough about that stuff is well, so I feel that people do have a, a, some type of responsibility to. Especially if you're from a certain community, a certain type of commu- community, to reach out to them. Like um, Tiffany Haddish is is doing work with um, like kids in foster care because they don't, or has done work with kids in foster care because she came from that, and she didn't like the way she felt. She'd like to give those kids more more confidence and more opportunities and stuff. However, though I feel that people have a responsibility to support certain communities or people who are vulnerable. And people who are in positions that those stars came from, sometimes you don't see the shit that people do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like to, they don't have to pick up the causes that you like. Like I don't, I don't know what work Denzel does at the Boys and Girls Club. I know he did the commercials and stuff. I don't know if he actually like put work in, but let's say he supports shit like that. Like no, he's not all in the videos, all on the songs, but he might be putting serious support behind that. So it's tough when people cr- criticize people for not putting in certain work to certain industries. Maybe that's not his passion. It might be some other yeah, shit. That's but I don't know if he does anything at all. But I'm just saying, like, he doesn't have to support the shit that you support. But I really do feel that people have a, a, a responsibility, especially if you're black, to at least throw a little black and, and wealthy to throw mm-hmm. a little something to people. Black who's, people. So yeah, to black people. Not necessarily black people, but yeah, black people. Well, if someone could still the Tiffany Haddish thing, I feel like um, Lena could still point the finger and be like, "Well, what are you doing for Hollywood, Black Hollywood?" You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like you're never yeah. gonna make everybody happy. You know what I'm right. saying? And it's like you—that's not her cause. That's not what you want to do. Like we spoke last week about Taraji P Henson. Just she wants to focus on mental health. 
Maybe she feels like her energy is and her money is better spent working on mental health issues within the community as opposed to finding the next young black screenwriter or director to finance their project. You know what I mean? And I, right. I don't know if Taraji does or not. I'm just saying, using her as an example. Um, so it's like you're never going to please all the people all the time anyway. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. that, that kind of where it comes back with the with the school thing, you know what I mean? And not that anyone will point the finger at me and be like, well, you should send your, your kid to this school because you're, if, you're, if you're really down with the cause, I don't think anyone would say anything like that to me, but it's kind of like you got to do what works for your kid the same way you have to do what works for your, you, you know what I mean? Your, your, your charitable self, your, your um, philanthropist, the, the inner th- philanthropist that if, if maybe you don't feel like that money should go towards are you want to put that money towards like real issues, homelessness? You know what I mean? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's or just what like, you find to be real issues because she finds art or yeah, underrepresentation exactly. in art to be a real issue. Yeah. But somebody might say, well, how they treat foster kids is, is a real issue, or how they yeah. treat, you know, there's not enough black kids getting educated the way they're supposed to, shit like that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it has to be a cause you're willing to. I mean, it may be that you don't either you don't have the resources. Or you're not willing to give up the resources to to contribute to a certain cause. Now let's take the education thing. If you wanted to send your kid to, you know, a, a school that's black and brown, they tend a public school that's black and black and brown. They tend to be underfunded and under resourced, and tend not to just have the time and money and books and all that stuff that it takes to to give a kid a rich education, right? So. Now, what happens is that you send them there to contribute to the, the ecosystem of that school, right? And it may actually work, but for everyone in that situation to win, you would have to get, you know, expend a certain amount of resources. You got to tutor your kid at home because maybe the school can't teach them the way that you want your kid to be taught. You know what I'm saying? The, you're going to have to, let's say, extracurriculars. Maybe you have to take time to, to coach, coach your kid or teach them how to play the violin or something. And I know I say it as if all these things, people say, well, you're supposed to do that anyway. And to make it sound bad, like a bad thing that you have to take your time to do all these things. But it's time. It's time that you could use on other things. And if your kid is learning that all this stuff at school, that's time that you don't have to teach them. You don't necessarily have to teach them all that shit at school, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if to bring your kid up to like elite level math maybe you send them to some kind of magnet school and they'll teach them how to do elite level math so you don't have to do that shit at home but now let's say they go to you know a school that's not as elite or not as resourced now you have to teach teach them that stuff at home not only do you have to teach them but you have to teach yourself like how how do you get that math across or that english or whatever it is you know what i'm saying ideally you'd be doing it anyway whether they go to a good school or not but the truth is that if you go to the better school, you just have better outcomes with less energy expended on the parents' part. Mm-hmm. That's why you have them parents who, them rich parents who send their kids to a fancy private school and the dad works from, or the mom works from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. and they have a nanny and somebody cooking the dinner for, for them and all this shit. No, it, it, that's why those people were paying millions of dollars to get yeah. their kids into Ivy League schools. Like, they was already rich. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they were like, oh, I want my kid to have the best of the best opportunity. Whether their kid was even smart enough to be around that type, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Their kid might have yeah. felt uh, uh, like out of place there, but they they were like, nah, I want you surrounded by this. You know right. what I mean? Like, 
And well, look at some of them kids, right? The, the parents had all this money, and the kid was still. I don't. I don't uh, like the more popular kids or the more prominent ones in this in that whole college scandal. They weren't dumb, but they some of them were just mediocre. But imagine if they went to some of the schools we went to, or some of the public schools we went to, they would have been. They would have been in bad in bad shape. You know what I'm oh, saying? Because yeah, yeah, their parents cause... had the money for tutors, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, their parents themselves were college educated and went to you know these nice schools. But imagine if they went to one of the New York City public schools that ain't yeah, got yeah. they got old books, don't have the newest edition of textbooks, or don't, or you know what I don't have money to to for the music program. Imagine that shit. Like they would have been left by the subpar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So imagine they all that money. These kids ended up mediocre. You know, imagine if they went to, they were subjected to some of the shit that other kids had to be subjected to. No, yeah, that's and that's what they were risking it all. Like, I mean, some of these people didn't know that they were, they knew they were doing something wrong. They didn't. I don't know if they necessarily knew they were doing a crime, something that the feds might be after them for. But they were still taking a risk. You know what I mean? Of that that of of falsifying stuff and 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 uh, paying money off to get their kids in a certain school, like. There was a reason behind that though. They they knew what could come from it. Yeah. I forgot I forgot what comedian made the joke that they were just surprised that somebody was arrested for getting the hookup. I think it may it might have been either Chris Rock or Wanda Sykes making a joke about Martha Stewart. Like they friends said, hey man, you can make money if you do this or don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then they went ahead and did it because Martha Stewart got it got um fed time for um Lying Insider. about insider trading, yeah, yeah, something like that. I, I'm, I'm butchering the joke, but whatever it is, essentially, it's a hookup, but it's a hookup on on a federal, like a on a huge scale. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have the reach, the money to get a hookup. I don't think. I don't think I have the money to get a hookup that's so costly. You know what I'm saying? Like, get me serious time. Or someone would care enough about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or even if I did, like, the cops wouldn't care to to get in. You know, so. Then again, they might, nigga. They, for a bag of weed, you could you could get I got the hookup up some Kush, bad. nigga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not, not even drugs, because drugs is, is clearly illegal in most in most of the U.S. right now. But yeah, like I'm getting my kid into school. Or, oh, or, I gotta pay fifty thousand. That's nothing. That's that's peanuts. Yeah. Because you're thinking, yeah, exactly. You're thinking that the amount, because that's not that much money to you. And then you're thinking, well, there's people out there spending to a lot more money on, you know what I mean? On yeah, you know what? Right? Like you know, that. you know what's what's illegal, and but the the you know it's a hookup for us. And if somebody wanted to jam us up, they could. It's um, I don't know if you, you've ever done this, but getting your five hour the defensive driving, like the five hour course, mm-hmm. like paying sixty dollars and not having to sit in the course, they just hand you a certificate. And then I've you heard can of, give it. Yeah, I've heard of people. I wasn't lucky enough to do that, but I've heard of people doing that. Yeah, you get ten percent off your insurance if you if you've completed the course. But like people do that thing like all the time. Like it's very common. Oh, they just give you the certificate, and you could get jammed up for something like that. But no one gives a shit about your stupid five five hour course. Are you yeah. saving one hundred fifty dollars a year on your insurance premiums? Something slightly more dangerous is the um, inspection. The people go to places they could go to pass inspection. Right, like, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, this check engine lights on. I got to go to da-da-da because I know they'll let me slide. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which, it's, and, and on a larger scale, that's you're able to do that because of the neighborhood and the resources you're around. That's what you're surrounded by. Felicity Huffman and uh, Lori Laughlin, that was what they were surrounded by. The neighbor being like, yo, I got, I got Cindy into... Uh, 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 Harvard Law, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And be, all because she went to such and such school, you know what I mean? 
And I, got, I was able to pay to get her into Stanford, and it, it moved, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, word. I, she, oh, nothing happened? Look at y'all. Y'all chill. Y'all got a pool and everything? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I got who that? Who y'all spoke to? What's his name? Word. And that's, that's it, it, it just, you don't know who's listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then <laughs> they got jammed up. Then they mentioned some names. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Lori Law, Lori Law, fighting this. <laughs> yeah, she fighting, man. Shout out to her awakening her inner Donald Trump. She said, "Nah, nigga, all this shit is fake news. There's no collusion between me and homeboy from USC. She My got, daughter's not guilty. I got that Massimo money. I got that Full House money, and I got that YouTube money. Come get, Word. <laughs> come get us. Word, come get us, man. Oh, brother, another episode in the bag, Keith. Yeah." Episode 60, shit, I don't lost count. Damn, we done blazing through the charts, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> blazing through. Uh, ushering old. this thing into the summer. <laughs> summer here, you know what I mean? Summer okay. here. Board shorts weather. Uh, what's your what's your summer what's your summer go to? I like I go front man. I, I and just how I know I'm getting old. I've been fucking with Vans slip ons heavy so much. Like last year, I just had one pair. I think I'm just about to get like mad different colors and just rock my Vans slip ons just to you yeah. know what I mean. Get up and go. Yeah, my go to is uh, I usually get like a fly knits, Nike fly knits. They real lightweight, let the feet breathe a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. You know, there's some dudes who they're so manly that they could wear. Uh, androgynous shit, like sh- shit that doesn't have a gender to it, and they so manly, they make that shit look cool. So I'm not good at wearing sandals outside, just rocking them. Go to the the mall or go to dinner with sandals on. Birkenstocks so, and shit. Birkenstocks and shit. Yeah, the only I only wear sandals on vacation. So, uh, <laughs> like if there ain't no sand around, I ain't rocking sandals. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I rock, you know, my, my ankle, the one one or two pair of ankle socks that I own and a pair of Nike fly knit running shoes and just rock like that, man. <laughs> one or two. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna front, man. I was cracking on somebody. That's that's what my homeboy took me to the gym about two weeks ago. I think I told y'all. Um, and he had sent me a video of him working out or whatever. And I don't know, for some reason, the only thing I seen was he had these like those three quarter socks on with shorts. I hate when people do that, man. Don't tell me you do that, right? You don't do that. What you <laughs> like mean, rock like rock? Up. Like no, I mean I wear it to work out because I prefer three quarter socks to work out. You yeah. mean like that? No, no, no. But with shorts is what I mean. But like, like just rocking. chilling like that, yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like working. Now he's shorts. working out. He's working out. But I feel oh, like he'd, well, I feel like he'd wear that regularly though. I feel like he'd wear that to a party. <laughs> nah, I mean I'm gonna have to sign up with him. If you're talking about three quarter socks to work out, that's totally me. I don't know what it is. When I was uh, like 14, 15, I had a basketball coach who flipped on us if we wore ankle socks. At the time, you wanted to be stylish and shit. You wanted to be Allen Iverson or whatever. So you wore ankle socks to play ball. He's like, nope, you got to wear you gotta wear short, uh, socks that cover your ankles. And for some reason, it stuck with me. So when I work out, they all, my, my socks always cover my ankles. So at the very least, I wear one quarter socks, never ankles. Is it, it? Oh, I didn't. I never even thought about that. Is it like it's really a support thing, right? Yeah. I, kinda, I don't think. I don't really think it's support. It's much because your shoe. At all. Your shoe would matter. Your, your shoe would matter more, right? Yeah. yeah like I yeah. mean, granted, <laughs> at the time he was like five, ten years out of uh, away from retirement. This this coach, like he's a teacher too, so okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he was pretty old school. Because you gotta remember, man, he probably came up at the time when cats is playing ball and, and all stars and, and Chuck Taylors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they took any kind of support they could. So you got your tube socks, 
Cats mm-hmm. are playing basketball in dress socks. But uh, yeah, this provides me a little bit of support and shit. <laughs> Take so, off these loafers, throw on these Chuck Taylors. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I wear I wear three quarter socks when I, when I work out. But no, nah, I don't walk to bar, go into barbecues and shit with three quarter socks. All right, all right, there you go. Okay, that's what that's what I was wondering. Man, so, but I see you got high style standards <laughs> with niggas working out. But yeah, nigga, niggas ain't allowed to work out in prom t-shirts. I get gym bougie. I ain't go from it. I get, I get. You get that gym envy. Be like motherfuckers coming there decked, fucking all all Puma sweatsuit. Yeah. This nigga, he ain't serious about his workout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got this Walmart t-shirt on, man, and, and these corded earbuds. Yeah, man, I, I dress. I dress. However, man, like, you ever see dudes come in to with Tim's come in to work out with Tim's? Usually, oh, they lift in heavy weights. He's serious. He's serious. If he does, yeah, son, I don't, yo, because there's, the, there's dudes who come to the gym with jean shorts, like ripped up jean shorts that doesn't huh? look like they were shorts when they bought purchased these jeans, and Tim's with the with the three quart knee high socks. <laughs> and a thermal top on. I'm like, yo, this cat. Because these cats like that, they serious. They never been to jail, but they dress like they've been to jail. Which is, I'm like, yo, this cat wants. Because that means they prepare. They either preparing to go to jail or they trying to. They working their way out of jail. I'm like, yo, man, he I ready ain't messing with this cat. Yo. <laughs> I want to get locked up. <laughs> Word up, yo. Insane man, but yeah, Yo, dog. W- one more thing about gym style. What's this? This like this new Titus uh, uh, thing going on. I see like dudes in damn near spandex pants. Some dude has like the super tight shorts on. Uh-huh. Like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> what is this super tight like? Like, uh, what's what's the word? That's kind of like I want to say Under Armour, but that's not. Remember back back in the day, we call it Under Armour when you had like like super tight shirt on back in the yeah, day. Yeah, like um, mm-hmm. I guess Nike will call it like Combat Pro or whatever. Oh, compression, the compression, compression shit. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's it, man. I think I think um, some. I mean, honestly, and there's, and there's some truth to it. Like when you dress the part, you feel the part. So cats is in all the compression shit. I'm sure that there's like a good ten percent of them for for. Who they like? They wear it for performance reasons. I think a lot of them they they dress like that because they see real gym (laughs) niggas dressing like that. Yeah, they seen it on the rack and they like, oh, okay. Yeah, they seen it on the rack (laughs) and they wear their whole combat pro shit. But yeah, Juju Smith Schuster wears this shit. (laughs) Guy LeBron J like because when you look at athletes workout videos on Instagram, they really wear that shit, and I think it really does something. Yeah, at least the compression shit. So now, remember when Cat started wearing the um. Basketball players started wearing the sleeve on the elbows, like Allen yeah. Iverson wore it, then Carmelo wore it, and I thought it was just to block offensive tattoos. And I think it might be, I'm not sure, but like it started I, out, I think it started like that, didn't it? Oh, it, oh, it did. It. Okay, it. and then I think LeBron wore. And then now everyone wears it, mm-hmm. and now you see cats in the the rec the rec league gym wearing that shit, wearing compression tights and all this different type of shit. And I'm like, come on, dog, let's, let's be serious now. Let's <laughs> at first at first cats is wearing like they would cut a um a hole in the toe of socks so that like it has two open ends and put that shit over their arm. Oh yeah. yeah. So and they'd be like, yeah, man, I just feel I feel like that shit tightens up my jump shot a little bit. I'm like, nah, dog. Come on now. I should give you tennis elbow. Or the furthest I go with like imitating somebody's gear is the sneakers, like, cause that's the the real thing that's important to me. But I think that whole tight shit is really well, and also if you in shape, it shows off what you're doing too. Yeah, but niggas used to wear like I feel like shorts over like they wear the compression, they wear the shorts. Niggas is just straight spandex now. Yeah, <laughs> straight, straight Yo, ballerina. And you know what? <laughs> uh, New New York City is usually ahead in like I guess I call it progressive fashion trends. 
Yeah. So like I seen that shit in, in like Harlem like three years ago. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, damn. I said, you know, I'm a real '90s kid, uh, Brooklyn in the '90s cap. I'm like, man, you get some baggy shorts, make them shorts cover your knees. <laughs> you sound like you was about to say some offensive shit just now, man. You you, it's so <laughs> nah, man, I'm, it's not offensive coming from here. I love I love all God's children. Nah, it's. <laughs> No, it's not. Nah, it ain't nothing offensive. It's just like, yo, it's just a fashion thing. It's like, yo, it's like, it's like when um them Jamaican dancers started wearing extra tight jeans. Yeah, yeah. When they started <laughs> mixing the spandex into it, but it's funny though what they were wearing then. Like I'm wearing my jeans like that now, but then they took it another level. They said, oh, y'all wear your jeans like that, my lad. I have to go even further. <laughs> and then <laughs> they just saw paint. They literally paint their jeans on now. <laughs> they wear a little pasty on on the, some loincloth, like some Adam and Eve shit, and just paint on the rest of it. I'm like, yo, say yeah, my dog. That's <laughs> Louis Vuitton thing there. Winning all the broke up contest. <laughs> Winning all. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like I, I just can't. I don't know, man. The tight shit. I get. I, I guess I get it, but. I'd, I can't get with it. Maybe I'm just jealous because I can't rock no tight shit with my six pack poking I, out the fucking I sure as standing. hell can't, bro. I sure <laughs> as hell. And you know how I know, like you said, the, oh, the 90s Brooklyn shit, like, and, and me, it's because my arms are kind of bigger than, like, um, I guess the rest of it. So, like, t-shirts fit me weird. You know what I mean? They all bunch yeah. up in the underarm. Yeah. So, like, I, got, I really, if I want to wear t-shirts the way I want it to fit, I got to go, like, XL, damn near double XL, some, depending on the brand. And I'm just like, but but it, you know what I mean. I gotta. I'm also worried about the length. As long as the length ain't no D, you know you don't be wearing no dress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't as long get as, a, a, a long Excel, extra long tees, five or twenties from models or something. Remember them shits? Yeah, <laughs> niggas will go out there. We had to get the extra long shit. That's what I was like. Nah, I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it. That's for the young boys, man. But I, I finally done. I done, I done stalled long enough. It's episode sixty five. <laughs> and I found out what number it was, man. We uh another one in the books. Summertime starting. Make sure y'all get out there, get some sun. But uh when you are on your social uh, sorry, on your cell phones or your computers, Keith, where can they find you at on social media? Instagram, me and my underscore thirty-five. And you can find your boy Plicka Peasy, of course, on Instagram at Plicka Peasy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y, on Twitter at DJ Playboy. Um, of course, you can follow the entire movement on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Um, website, website, website. I know I've been talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's coming this summer, so keep an eye out for it. You're going to be able to find all your favorite episodes all in one spot of the Perfect Talk podcast. Um, until then, you can check us out on Apple iTunes. Uh, sorry, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, the Podcoin app, and wherever you Local podcast is sold, man. Check it out. I'm sure you can find us on there. Do a little search. You know what I mean? Make sure you leave a review. Give us a rating because that helps. Uh, I'm trying to think anything else, man. What you watching right now, Keith? You, I, I know you was talking about uh, in the in the text chat that uh, how they how they view us. Oh, nah, I only got through half of that. That's the Ava DuVernay shit. You mentioned yeah. Felicity Huffman. Shout out to her, man. She This is good time in this show and then her, her guilty plea. She, I, I don't think she got to do jail time when she has to do very little. Like mm-hmm. she might end up winning in this, in the long run, she might end up just coming out of this pretty good. She went to her daughter's graduation like shit was normal, which she, she should her way do. up out of it. Huh? <laughs> she acting her way up out she of it. She might. It might be that Kobe, that Kobe um championship. It might. It might be 
I believe I can fly. It might be all them shits just to, just to redeem her out of this shit. <laughs> the remix of Ignition out of here. <laughs> yeah, this is this might be her remix to Ignition. So, uh, but I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched half the episode. That shit was too sad. I got to be emotionally prepared to watch it. But it's definitely high up on the my Netflix queue. Yeah, I know basketball's done. So, but you you back on your t- you back on your drama shit now. Yeah, I'm back on my drama shit. But I'm probably take it easy on TV this summer. Um, you got the Democratic uh, debates coming up. I'm not gonna watch the whole thing. I'm gonna watch the the Clips notes on BuzzFeed. Okay. Uh, I'm learning French. I'm going to France this fall, so I'm trying to learn French. So I've been going hard with that. So I got a few things. I'm trying to take it easy at the television. Big things are going, man. We gotta make the second half of the year even better than the first half. Um, let's go keep it going, man. Like I said, congratulations to my daughter once again graduating from pre-K. Yeah. Shout out to everybody out there just living life, living life to the fullest. Enjoy it. Rock out. Get better every day. Eat healthy. Stay in the gym. Make this the best year of your life also, man. It's the Perfect Talk Podcast. Keith, say goodbye to the people, dog. Peace. Peace. <laughs>